Have you ever opened up an email from a nonprofit and the thing just kept going on and on and on and on? Or you opened an email and it was, they tried to format it to make it look like the print newsletter, but it turned instead into this kind of maze of misshapen text on your phone, right? Did you fight through and read it? If you did, and most won't, could you recall anything at all that it said? I'm Kay Helm, and this is the Life and Mission Podcast, and today we're going to talk about this problem and how you can fix it for your newsletters. The idea of sending out a regular newsletter, whether you do it monthly or quarterly or a couple of times a year, this is a good idea. You should be doing this, but do it printed. Send it through the postal service and include a return device or a return envelope for donations. But whatever you do, however you do your newsletter, please don't try to cram it all into one email. There's a couple of reasons you don't want to do that. First of all, for yourself, it kind of leaves you with nothing left for the rest of the the time between newsletters. It's kind of like a big production, and then you do the newsletter. And then you kind of forget about storytelling for a while, and then you do another big newsletter. At least that's what I've observed. I'm not saying everybody does it that way, but that tends to be kind of the pattern that we can fall into. And the problem is, while the print newsletter is really great to have everything together, because it can sit around in somebody's house, it sits on their desk, it reminds them of you multiple times, however long they keep that print piece. I know some people that will use that newsletter to prompt prayer for a missionary or for a ministry. They sit it on their desk and and look at it again when they're writing the checks for their bills. I mean, it just depends on your donor base and how they interact with your newsletter. But when it comes time to take that thing and move it into the email space, if we try to replicate what we did in print, we can really make a mess of it. It's just simply because everybody's got a different size screen. So many people are looking at their uh, email on their phones and the text is going to behave a certain way. Your images are going to show up a different way. And if you have a lot of different stories and you're trying to use like a lot of different um, columns and formatting that works nicely on paper and you're trying to translate that over into print, it can really do strange things as you get into different formats on the screen. And so if you keep it simple and just do one story at a time, you're going to have greater success in communicating with your people. So if you think about the scenario that I opened with, where you open this email from a nonprofit and it's just long, this is the first issue is, is it's just too long, right? Or we have that formatting issue. Those are two different things, but they're both caused by trying to do it all in one email. I like to say the real problem with either of these is that when we try to put a bunch of stories together into one email, readers can't catch them. What do I mean by catch them? I mean that your readers are going through their email. They're going to give maybe a few seconds to each message, if that much. If they open your message and it's very long, they're likely to just close it 
they don't have time for it. They're in the middle of skimming through and looking for things. They might flag it or put it in a folder or mark it a certain way, you know, to come back to it or mark it unread again. That's what I do a lot. But then it gets bumped down and eventually it gets into that space where you just don't see it anymore and you've lost your audience. You've missed your chance to tell your story. But if your email is short, easy to scan, easy to read, to the point, engaging, so that's where we, why we use storytelling, you're telling one story, then it's like you threw them a ball and they were able to catch it. If you think about make your emails easy to catch, even if your people really love you, even if they really want to get news and information and stories from you, even if they really want to donate to you, this problem of too much all at once can still cause them to not get your message or to dilute the message that they do get. So try this instead. Write your beautiful print newsletter, format it the way you want, include all the key stories that a newsletter needs, and then spread those stories out over several emails. One story, one email. So if your newsletter has a constituent story, a donor story, a volunteer story, that gives you three emails right off the bat to send with content from your newsletter that you don't have to rewrite. That's three emails. So your print newsletter goes out and then you send out an email newsletter and it's got your constituent story from your print newsletter. Then the next week they get the donor story. The next week they get the volunteer story, whatever stories. Another email could be the what's coming next section of your newsletter. You know how you do your email. So break it up and say, how can we make each section of this newsletter its own email? And if you break that up, then send it, say a week apart or spread it out in that space, whatever space you have between newsletters. It does a couple of things. It makes it really easy for your newsletter readers, your email recipients to read those emails and to catch them and to then respond specifically to that story and or to your call to action for that story. And the other thing it does is it really takes a load off of you. Now you don't have to wonder about, well, what am I going to put in the email this week? You've got it. You've already got it written. It's ready to go. You can load those things up and schedule them and Go about your business until you collect the next batch of stories. And we're not trying to do this to make more work for you. <laughs> I'm just saying, use your storytelling in a, in, a, in a strategic way. And the question that we get a lot with this is, well, won't people notice that I'm repeating the same stories? You know, they got it in their newsletter. Why do I need to send it in an email too? Well, most people don't remember from print to email. And if they do, they go, oh yeah, that was cool. I remember that. And I wanted to give to that. You know, (laughs) It just reinforces what you're doing. It keeps you top of mind. Like there's nothing bad that's going to come from that repetition. So don't worry about that. I think sometimes we worry about the things we don't need to worry about and we don't worry about the things we do need to worry about. So one story, one email, and do think of it like a game of catch, okay? Each story is a ball. If I toss you a story, you can catch it and read it. If I toss you several balls at once, can you catch those? Maybe, but even if you're super motivated and nimble, it's likely that you're going to miss most of those balls. 
So we don't want to toss everything at our readers at once. Just toss them one at a time. One story, one email. Our donors are busy. They're probably very tired. They make decisions all day long in a world where everyone is clamoring for attention. They've got balls coming at them all day long. You can be the bright spot in their day by tossing your people just one at a time. As I mentioned earlier, when you try to cram several stories into one email message, your primary story and your call to action are diluted by the others. Are there times when it's right to send multiple stories in one email? Well, there actually are, but it's, it's part of a, a different kind of strategy, and you really need to understand that strategy and know what you're doing in that to really benefit from that strategy. Meanwhile, if you treat your emails like that game of catch, send one story at a time so that they can catch that and respond, toss it back to you, maybe in the form of a donation or an interaction where they ask a question, whatever that interaction needs to be, you make that thing easy to catch. Try it. We're at the time right now where you need to be telling stories for your year-end fundraising. I'm recording this in September, and... September, October, and November are storytelling months. By the end of November, you need to start asking, and all through December, you're asking. But if you haven't told the stories, if you haven't shared stories with your people in these months leading up to that, you're going to feel really weird about asking, and they're going to be like, hey, where'd this come from? So they're not going to be so connected and ready to respond to your ask. So one story per email Try it out. Let me know how it comes out. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with somebody. Until next time, I'm Kay Helm for the Life and Mission Podcast. Find your voice, tell your story, change the world. Hey, it's Kay here. There's one big truth about fundraising that people do not tell you when you start out. And that is, if you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to raise funds. But what kinds of stories do you tell? How do you tell them? Where do you find them? How do you put them together? And how do you do all that while you're running your ministry, while you're doing all the work and all the things that you have to do? It does not have to be overwhelming. This is my good news. And also, I want you to hear this. Fundraising is not just about asking for money. Raising funds for your mission does not have to feel icky. Fundraising is really about relationships. It's about sharing stories with friends. And it's about being very clear about what it takes to accomplish great things together. I created the Mission Writers course to help you tell better stories, to know what stories to tell, when to tell them, how to tell them, where to find your stories. So go over to missionwriters.org. That's missionwriters, like you're writing. Missionwriters.org has all the details on the course and on the group coaching program. So you have two options. And if you love a missionary or a nonprofit leader who needs this course, 
gift certificates are available. So check it out at missionwriters.org and let's make 2024 your best year ever. Ever.